When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Cornerbacks coach Jamal Adai discusses Eastern Kentucky. Hear what he had to say coming up right after this. At United Bank, banking means more than financial solutions. It means rallying around the causes that are important to our customers, employees, and communities. While we have grown in size and presence, we have never forgotten our roots. By giving back to our local communities and funding business development, we help fuel economic growth. Our success is your success. Because to us, this is home. United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Member FDIC. Jamal, give us an assessment of the back end of the defense. That's what you're in charge of with this coordination. So uh, what's it look like? You've you've sort of mixed and matched some old guys, some new guys. What are your thoughts? Well, you you asked the question, and then and then you answered it for me, man. <laughs> I mean, geez. But no, the, the truth of the matter is, it's exactly what you said. Um, a fair mixture of some guys that you consider them older, but really were young guys that we played early last year that got good experience and and were able to show that they can compete and play at a high level. Um, like Nick Troy and, and, and obviously Tyke Smith. And then you mix in some of the younger talent that has come along and shown the ability to help us out this season, like a Daryl Porter. And and, uh, and 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 so you start to feel really good about things um, going into game one. Now, obviously, when I say really good about things, meaning the promise, right? We've got to continue to work, and we're not going to be necessarily where we want to be even in game one. But what we would hope is that the group would continue to grow throughout the season and uh, and turn it into a to what we think could be a really successful one. Next question is from John Antonic. Go ahead, John. I'm, I'm 
slow to the trigger on this unmute deal. Um, Drayshawn Miller, what has he done during camp that's caught your eye? And it seems like he's been a guy that's been pretty consistent for you uh, throughout the camp. And what can he do this year? Yeah, Dre has been the most consistent guy in camp um, throughout this fall camp. And it's been pretty cool to see because Dre come in as a guy who wasn't necessarily – that wasn't his strong suit was his consistency. But he's done a really good job. I think over the year in which he sat and got a chance to really look back and sit back, sorry, and watch the game um, while having to deal with the knee injury last year, I thought that that, you know, maybe in hindsight, maybe was probably one of the better things that has happened to Dre. Uh, being that he's he was able to to really advance himself and mature himself mentally um, while trying to rehab himself physically, and it shows now that he's back both physically and mentally um, that he's 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 primed and ready to have a good season, and I'm excited for him. I think uh, I think anytime a young man works their butt off, especially in rehab, um, that's a tough deal just being out of it, um, but then comes back better than they left. I think that's a pretty cool thing, and, and Dre's done that. I want to ask you real quick, um, you like bigger guys, and he's got that size, I guess, that you're looking for in mm-hmm. corners. Is that uh, what, what fits your body type for, for players that you're looking for? Yeah, so, I mean, every corner coach, every DB coach is going to tell you they want the tall, long kid. And quite frankly, we all do. I mean, that's, that's huge, right, for us to be able to have the length. I think anytime you have length, uh, if you lack something, uh, whether it be, you know, being great at the line of scrimmage or – even as you get, you know, downfield, maybe not great speed, it's still hard to get the ball in because there's, there's obviously a large radius around them in which they're able to get get to the football. And then when you have you have both, when you have that radius and that length and then you also have the athletic ability, um, it lends to, to, to a pretty cool, um, complete athlete. And Dre is, is not necessarily that yet. I, I'd never coined any of my guys that. They know it. Um, but, but it's very, very close to it. Um, so we heard uh, Coach Leslie talk about it, but I was wondering, from your perspective, how has the kind of split of responsibilities gone so far between you and him, you know, in terms of game prep, coming up with a game plan and things like that? It's been awesome. It's funny. Everybody's been asking. Uh, that's the, that's the million-dollar question, how how you guys working together. We've been working together since last year and having and sharing the same ideas and sitting in the same meeting rooms and having the same discussions and, and agreeing to disagree. And at the end of the day, coming coming up with with solutions that are best for the program and, and best for our defense, and uh, nothing has changed there. He's been awesome to work with. Uh, I learned something every day working with him. Not only him, uh, Jeff Coons is a great defensive mind. Um, Dante Wright's been a coordinator in his own right. Um, we, we've got obviously Jeff Castile, the guy who brought me to this place, uh, in the room. And so to say that it's going to be a dictatorship type situation or that it's just a two-headed horse, I think we'd be lying. But uh, Right now, I feel like we have a really good handle on how we're handling things and um, just just hoping to continue to grow as a group as we roll, just like we expect our kids to do. Go ahead, John. Hey, Coach. Um, obviously, Nick Troy missed camp under understandable circumstances. How did you keep him up to speed emotionally and physically, and where does he stand right now on the field? Yeah, so Nick Troy, the time in which he missed, obviously, was a necessity. You know, unfortunate situation, um, and the young man has done a really good job of, of handling himself and his his business all throughout the situation. For us, we wanted to make sure that he was in a really good headspace. I think the most important part of an athlete is the mental. Right, once the mental's gone, the body just kind of follows. And so, 
Um, for us, we just wanted to make sure we, re we rehabbed him more so on a mental piece and supported him throughout it all. And knowing that when you give support, obviously that's, that's part of the rehab. And, and then obviously coming back to what is the, the new normal. Um, and so, you know, he did a really good job of compartmentalizing his feelings, um, still keeping football as, as part of his everyday regimen, um, still would work out, send us his films, send us his videos, um, you know, follow obviously any workout plan in which we gave him. And then we were on Zoom meetings anyway, so he didn't miss much in terms of um, our day-to-day -day in terms of install and whatnot. And he did a nice job coming along there too. But, you know, Nick's always been a really, really um, punctual guy. He's always been really sharp. He's always been um, about his business. And so I knew that if, if this were to happen to anyone and they'd be able to handle it and it in a positive sense, it would be him, and he, he did so. He's done a good job. Next question is from Greg Hunter. Go ahead, Greg. So you took a couple of guys that have been corners not long ago and Jay Favors and Tay Mayo, and you moved them to safety. So the question is, does that say you feel you've got enough depth at corner that you don't have to have them there? And then what did you see out of those two that led you to believe that, hey, they could fit real well at safety? You know, I think – for many defensive back coaches, and I know for myself, you always, anytime you get a DB, you want to make him show you that he can't play corner um, and, and it, or that he has a skill set that fits elsewhere. Um, but obviously, corner is, is a position in which you've got to have somewhat of a natural feel. And so we usually try the guys out there first. Both of those guys showed the ability to play corner, but also showed some physicality, showed you know, the mental awareness, the, the savviness to play other positions. Um, and so where we did have some growth at corner throughout camp, um, we thought that, you know, obviously those guys would be better suited at different positions. And quite frankly, both of them have done pretty well at those new spots. You know, Jaido's still learning the spear position, and so is Tay. Um, Tay had one of the better plays I've seen in a really long time with the interception um, in which he went head over heels. But it's just good to see him have some success um, because early success is, is important for DBs and and uh, we're hoping that both of them find a home where they are. Next, we'll go to Kevin Kinder. It's third down and five. The ball's been spotted for the offense. From that point, can you take us a little bit through the process of what you hear on the headphones, what you and Jordan do to get your calls you know, decided upon and then relayed onto the field? Right. So Jordan and I will meet and sit together and talk those things through before they happen. It won't be a game day conversation. Um, you know, that, that's where you sit down and you say, okay, listen, you paint the scenario just like you did. And you have basically an action sheet that says, hey, this is what we want to do in these certain scenarios. And, uh, you know, you, you, you shoot from the hip at that point. And so, you know, again, that's a conversation that will be had earlier throughout the week in which, you know, obviously I'll express what I like, but not only me, like I said, the entire staff uh, will, will somewhat come together on that. And then by the time we get to game day uh, with Jordan calling it, um, it would obviously be um, him just to know what I want in those in those situations. Um, you know, we've done a few mock games and mock practices where we've had some fun, and uh, you don't you don't want to hear what's on those headsets. That's that's not that's not what you want me to go through right now. <laughs> Next, we'll go to Cody Nesper. Um, so, a guy we have heard a lot about in the training camp reports is Daryl Porter Jr. Um, and he, he's a guy that doesn't have the size and the length like you were talking about earlier. Um, mm -hmm. Are you as high on him as Coach Brown seems to be? And, and what have you seen out of him in general? You know, I am. Daryl, he's done what every DB should do, and that's go get the football. He's been able to get his hands on a few, on a few balls. 
But I think the most important thing, the really, really the most impressive thing about Daryl is his ability to respond. Um, there was a, a time or two as a young corner where you're going to give one up. And uh, every time that's ever happened to him, he's always shown, shown back up on the next play and, uh, and really, really hammered it home and, and changed his best and, and really got back the basics. And so that's good to see because uh, the never too high, never too low type mindset is what you want as a corner uh, and especially as a corners coach. And so he's been able to do that. Um, his, he comes from great, great, uh, great pedigree and his dad, who's, who's obviously a former NFL player and a current coach uh, down in Florida where he played high school ball. And so he has a base um, that he come with. And then obviously just teaching him the, the scheme and cleaning some things up here and there. And he's, he's shown his ability to help us. And uh, as long as he continues to grow, he'll, he'll do so. You mentioned Coach Castile, and I know you guys were in a similar situation at Arizona, but what's it like with the dynamic of being coached by someone and now being colleagues? Uh, that has to be a unique situation. It is. It is. It's actually been a real, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if like humbling is the right word, um, but it's been cool to like turn around and see Coach Castile in there um, and still be able to pick his brain about some things. And um, Lord knows I owe him a lot. Uh, from my first job to my first start to a lot of firsts um, come from that guy. And so I guess just the, the, the just having him there is, is a comfort in itself. Uh, but then also the football coach. We all know that he's, he's, done, he's done some really brilliant things here and at other places. And so anytime you can bring that type of knowledge into a room, it's obviously helpful. And uh, it's been awesome. It's been really cool to have him. Hey, Jamal, how has Alonzo used this past year to get better, and, and how has he fit in over the last year? Yeah, so Alonzo spent the last year on a scout team and really playing everybody's best defensive back, rover, player, whatever it was. And I think that's really good teaching, just allows him to get beat up by some of the guys that are playing in our premier team and, and really just showing that really he belonged. And I think he earned a lot of respect going down there. and. Um, sort of, sort of, you know, giving a look, but really doing an elite job at it. And that's the one thing that we ask, no matter what the job is that we ask you to do, do it to the best of your ability. I think Zoe went down last year on scout team and was able to do so. Um, I do know he also comes from a situation in which it wasn't as advantage as, as this one. And so he has a bit of a, a bit of a gratefulness that maybe some other guys may not, may not have, or a, a bit of a appreciation that maybe some, some guys may, uh, take this for granted, and so, you know, he's come with a different hunger. I've been I've been excited to see him work, um, try to stay out of his way. Coach Wright's done a heck of a job with him, and uh, I really I treat him like my own kid. I, I try to I try not to coach him because I know I can probably be a little bit harder on my own than than I would be on anyone else. But uh, but Zoe's done a really good job in, in learning the defense and and really honing in on what he is that that he does well and what he doesn't do well. And I think that's important as a player is to know both. And he's, he's done a good job of that. All right, Coach, your last question is going to come from John Antonin. John, go ahead. Just hit on mute. I got to get faster to the trigger. Just All curious, um, you're responsible for the, the two guys from Arizona, um, mm -hmm. Turner and uh, Fields. Mm -hmm. You know them probably better than anybody. Mm -hmm. just, just give us an idea of, of your thoughts on them. 
from what I've seen, both look like very good players, active. Um, what, what do you see from them? Why, how will they fit with this defense? Yeah, so I recruited both when they were obviously freshmen, bringing them into to the college fold, and they were both really dynamic young players. Um, there's been a few years in between, and so obviously there's some, some maturation in between. So they actually have turned into, um, you know, even probably more elite players than I would have thought at that point in time. They both had uh, what I would call productive careers at Arizona. And we're just looking for a new start. Obviously, prior relationship is there. Uh, we have conversation and, and, and uh, recruit them here uh, to come play football for us. Both of them have skill sets that are, are unique to themselves. Scotty Young is a really, really aggressive safety, loves to hit, really physical, um, was known as a leader at the last place. And we'd like to hope he brings some of that here. Obviously, new and trying to find his way right now. Uh, that may not be the case. But as he goes, I think some of that will come naturally. Um, and then Tony Fields is just a guy who's made a bunch of plays, a bunch of tackles. He's extremely athletic, um, shows up at the ball with bad intentions. And, um, you know, we're excited to have him in the middle of the field as well. Fields, a uh, possible NFL-type guy. I've seen him on some watch lists, that type of thing. Uh, uh, and it increases the athleticism at your linebacker position too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And we like playing behind those guys. We like playing behind guys that can run. Right. That way it doesn't get to us. So um, pretty exciting. <laughs> and that was Jamal Adai. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.